It's Menopause Monday! Dr. Good, I want to ask you more specifically about thyroid disease and autoimmune disease because there's a, a connection there as well, right? Exactly. So what causes autoimmune thyroid disease is very important to understand. So it's the autoimmune disease that causes the thyroid to fail and for you to become hypothyroid. Okay, so the thyroid is damaged by environmental chemicals, which means they cause oxidation. So it's sort of like rusting. We're all rusting. And so this oxidation causes the damage to the thyroid, especially if you don't have enough antioxidants. So everybody's always talking about antioxidants. Why? Because they offset the oxidation caused by these environmental chemicals and other, other processes that are going on in your system. Okay, so, all right, so now we have damage of the thyroid. We don't have enough antioxidants. And the immune system, after a while, looks at those damaged molecules and says, hey, what's that? And, and the body says, that's not us. Let's kill it. <laughs> and okay. so it makes antibodies against the damaged molecules, not against whole normal molecules, but the damaged molecules. And that creates a cascade of inflammation and more damage in the area. And then the thyroid begins to fail. So that's, that's the process by which this occurs. You mentioned that autoimmune disease can be caused by chemicals. What type of chemicals? Where do those chemicals come from? So some of the chemicals are avoid avoidable. Things like smoking and alcohol, mm -hmm. those all contribute to autoimmune disease. But things like pesticides, herbicides, uh, heavy metals, plasticizers, even certain medications, mold exposure, all of those things can can be damaging agents to the thyroid. The thyroid is very delicate, very delicate. So, Dr. Good, can this be reversed? Okay, so if you catch the process, let's say you decide you're going to get healthy, you're going to eat real healthy, you're going to take some antioxidant supplements and, uh, you know, reduce the chemicals in your life, early on you can avoid damage to the thyroid. But once that damage has occurred, there, there's no way to reverse the, the actual damage. You can stop the process and bring those antibodies down by repairing the underlying defects of those molecules. So when those molecules are repaired, the immune system stops seeing them as foreign and stops making the antibodies and you stop the whole cascade. We're talking with Dr. Beverly Good about... Uh autoimmune disease and thyroid disease and all the connections that those can play into uh, menopause as well. John Champion, do you have, uh, you have a question for Dr. Good? Uh, yeah. You know, we were talking about um, symptoms and causes and the environmental chemicals, and I'm really interested in that. Uh, you were saying mold? Is that like? So that is one thing. That's mm -hmm. right. So molds Mold, if you have mold in your house, and sometimes it can be very hidden, so it's, it's a little scary, they produce toxins. They're called mycotoxins or mold toxins. And they can cause a variety of illnesses, not just contribute to autoimmune thyroid disease. So they can cause respiratory problems, actually neurologic problems, uh, problems with your kidneys, all kinds of things. 
uh, can can result from lots of mold exposure. So not not good. You got to check your home, make sure you don't have any black or pink stuff growing in your bathrooms or around your windowsills and that kind of thing. Wow. And again, it just proves that so many different things in our life can be somehow leading to uh, a, a medical problem that you could have. It's very interesting. Very interesting. We're talking autoimmune disease and thyroid disease. And you were telling us during the break that uh, I, I'm so glad you you just called it autoimmune disease. But the the technical term that you told me during the break. So the so the common term for autoimmune thyroiditis is Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Hashimoto. Hashimoto's. Like like a it's it's a guy's name, right? Who discovered it, right? Okay. Okay. So Hashi. But a lot of people say, "Well, I have Hashi's." or I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, uh, but that's what a lot of people know it by. The, the technical term actually is autoimmune thyroiditis, but the older term is Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which most people know it by when they, when they are told they have autoimmune thyroid disease. I have a quick question. This is Madison. I was in the hall, and it was an interesting conversation, so I just barged on in here. Come on in. Here's a question for you. You talk about autoimmune diseases. Is there any one test that you can take? Because a lot of times you go to the doctor, and that's something they don't even look at. When I can, off the top of my head, I know three people with different types of autoimmune issues. Is there one thing we could ask them to check to look at this? So when you're looking at, good question, when, when you're looking at autoimmune diseases, they all have different tests that you can check for. So like for the thyroid, there's two Hashimoto's antibodies. Uh, there are two Graves antibodies or hyperthyroid, hyperthyroid antibodies. If someone has arthritis, there are different antibodies for that, like for, for autoimmune arthritis, like rheumatoid disease. So there's antibodies that you can measure for that. There's antibodies you can measure for autoimmune stomach disease or pernicious anemia. There's auto, there, there are antibodies you can measure for, uh, even last time we talked about andropause. There's mm -hmm. actually anti-spermatozoa antibodies. So you can have antibodies against your own sperm, and they can cause damage in the, the testes that can cause, that can lead to uh, underproduction of uh, testosterone. So there are antibodies you can test, but you have to be, when you're testing, there's not one test. You have to specifically target that. Now, we check a lot of different things in our office, in our practice. We, we any Anytime there's a symptom we think might be uh, applicable to an autoimmune disease, we, we check the antibody for that system. I mean, there's okay. adrenal antibodies. There's There's all kinds of antibodies. You just have to pick them. Sometimes we're left without antibody tests. So one of the most frustrating things for me is I do believe a lot of people have uh, autoimmune disease of the pituitary, which has a really long name. It's here you want this one? <laughs> it's, 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 it's called lymphocytic hypophysitis. But yeah, any, I'm, I'm not even going to try that. Yeah, no. but, but in any case, there's no antibody test you can do for that. But, I, but a lot of people actually have that. And, of course, they find it on autopsy, which is not useful. Mm. So, so, yeah. so uh, But a lot of people do have problems with their pituitary, and it's hard to diagnose. But 
for, for most autoimmune disease, there are, there are a number of tests out there we can do. I hope that answers that. I'm just going to bring it up later in, confer- in conversation. You know, have you ever checked your lymphocytic hypothesitis? Quick study. Wow. You nailed that, Madison. <laughs> you did. You did really well, yeah. We are talking, oh, no. we are talking with uh, Dr. Beverly Good. It is Menopause Monday here on the WPTF Morning Show. we got to take one more break. When we come back, Madison, I know you have some questions for Dr. Good. Uh, we also have some listeners' questions to get to as well as uh, we're wrapping up the month of June in our entire month-long segment of Menopause Monday. So don't go anywhere. More with Dr. Good coming up here on the WPTF Morning Show.